25 straight years dancing for Michigan State under Tom Izzo. we got to talk about that. And then also, well, the game itself, MSU versus USC. What is to come this March? It's not just me blabbing all episode two. We got Dave Klein of SpartHoops.com. Let's have a party. Woo! You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white, five days a week. And what a joyous day, really for the whole state. I mean, for March, you have representation from the state of Michigan in the NCAA tournament. You have representation in the NIT. You have representation in the CBI. Basketball runs through the state, DK, but we're here to talk about the NCAA tournament team, your Michigan State Spartans. Let's get a vibe check, DK. How are we doing? Good. I mean, the bracket was unveiling. We were in that group chat together and we're kind of all just holding our breaths and hoping yeah. to maybe dodge a couple of the bullets that could have been waiting for us on the two seed. And I think initial gut reaction is I'm not sure in terms of location, timing and just general bracket if Michigan State has gotten a better path in a while, at least from where they yeah. currently stand. Uh, seed wise, I, I think that there's there's a decent chance they could make a run. So, even if you were like a three seed, like you would have nothing to complain about with the time, the location. You are playing a West Coast team at nine fifteen a.m. to their bodies. Uh, Michigan State tips off at twelve fifteen Eastern time, but hey, USC that's going to be well on the body clocks an early game for them. So, yeah, I, it really feels in like Columbus. So in you Columbus, know the crowd's going to show out as well. Right, yeah. I know. Now, I, I got to say, I do have a bone to pick about Madison Square Garden. Um, I know that I'm supposed to be happy that it's New York. It's the shortest place uh, as far as the regional goes. But, um, A, I'm counting my chickens before they hatch. All right, maybe we should focus on round one and round two before Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Um, or two, like maybe all this Madison Square Garden stuff is just overblown anyway. And Michigan State is just due to win there. Who's to say? But DK, really quick, I, I want to just start the conversation, the bulk of this conversation on Tom Izzo going 25 straight years in the tournament that's a that's a record that no coach in the country has ever met before how big is that for a program is this something that us state fans overlook or is it really even more than just a trivial number in your opinion no i mean i think it's it's incredible it's a testament to the staying power that he's had and this last you know three years because i think you can probably throw in you know portions of this year have been tough sure. from our fan sure. base perspective, you know, like it's, it, we haven't been living to the standards that we're used to meeting, um, fighting yourself in a top four seed line, fighting yourself really competing for a big 10 title. And that hasn't been the case the last three years. So despite all that, I think that when you look from a bigger picture and you can kind of just get out of this little cycle that they've been in, um, it's been pretty damn good to be a Spartan fan since Tom Izzo has taken over the job and, um, so maybe just have some appreciation for it while also, you know, wanting him to reach the standards that he himself set again. I need to remind myself of that sometimes. Um, namely, after my meltdown after Friday's game against Ohio State, we'll get to that in a, in a little <laughs> bit. But it is reassuring to know, like, just exactly how great we have it here. Not not good. Not how good we have it here. How great we have it here. Because even in the worst years 
under Izzo, yes, he missed the tournament his first few years on the job. Okay, we're going to give him that. But once he got the wheels turning, they haven't stopped. And, like, even in the worst years, a, a year where you don't have the greatest roster, a roster with no NBA players, like, you're still scratching and clawing yourself to a NCAA tournament. And, look, you can look around the Big Ten, and this could be trolling, uh, but it's just honest. Like, okay, the school down the road, NBA talent – First team all or former All American or whatever he was, first team all Big Ten for sure. And like they're not in the tournament. So, I mean, they're just the most convenient example to use. But even in the bad years for Michigan State, like we're still getting to the tournament. So it's just really a testament to, like Izzo said, you know, speaking to the media today, people have bought into this program and it is really touching to see people buy into this program from his point of view. So it's been a nice selection Sunday here, DK. It's been nice. <laughs> Ah, I'm just glad we got to experience it, you know? I know. It's nice. It's a shame if, if you weren't able to, really. A shame, especially with expectations, top 25 team. But MSU was not that. MSU was right outside the top 25 going into the season. And the committee came out with their rankings uh, after the show, of course. And Michigan State, the 26th team. Is, is it just like I, I find a little humorous that, okay, this year actually just ended the, the way that the experts thought that it would. I know that, hey, I've had my manic episodes. I've lost it on this team. I've also thought like, oh my God, we're going to Houston. But when the cream settled, like, okay, this team was always kind of who they were expected to be. Um, fair or foul? Do you think that 26 ranking is good? Fair, 100%. Okay. I, I think okay. I had them somewhere between the top 25 and 30 kind of coming yeah. into this season. Um, we saw some of the strides that, you know, we wanted to see from parts of the backcourt. Obviously, Tyson Walker has had yeah. long stretches where he's been really good. AJ's been a little up and down in spots. And I guess when we get to Friday, we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, Jaden Akins has kind of taken some big steps towards the end of this year too. Joey Hauser, steady as can be. I, I think just ultimately we knew as a fan base, you were circling that center spot as the point that you're most concerned about. And unfortunately <laughs> those concerns really didn't end up ever going away. And um, the result of it was a team that was not quite as competitive as you'd like to see in some of those games that they needed to be to, you know, come out with the Big Ten title this year. Now, as far as that goes, you know, the lack of center uh, position for Michigan State. What, what, were, what were your thoughts going into the selection show? Were you like me and you're just saying, okay, anyone but Arizona uh, because they have, you know, just two trees that get work done for them? Or what, what were you kind of feeling here going into the big night here? Yeah, that was exactly right. Arizona, I've watched a few times this year. I just think that that would be an absolute nightmare matchup. They got two seven-footers, both who are talented and very yeah. skilled. I, I think that we've gotten filleted inside. So that one was <laughs> one I was circling. And I watched some of that Texas-Kansas uh, for the Big They're 12 nasty. championship. And frankly, that yeah. was in the same boat where I uh, wanted no piece of Texas. They have they kind of overcame that midseason coaching change and they've really done a nice job um just generally kind of getting over that hump and they're playing really good basketball right now so those are the two teams i really didn't want to see and yeah. uh, as soon as they kind of came up that way then you're just praying that they're actually on a seven line not an eight nine purdue was the last one and so i just said nah, I'd, I'd really be surprised if we're in that eight nine game for them yeah and boom we kind of got you know what you want i think maybe you know, I guess you could have gone Boise State, say maybe that would have been a sure. slightly better matchup. But if you look at it, I think that they have the weaker two seed. They have one of the weaker 10 seeds. Um, and just generally the four and the five aren't anything that's like terribly scary either. So there's there's a path there. 
Um, and I guess maybe we can get to Friday because if, if they play anywhere like that Friday, it doesn't matter yep. who's in front of them because uh, it's going to be an auto L there. We, we are going to get to last Friday. We're going to get to this upcoming Friday. And really, we are doing the, the funniest, objectively the funniest thing that we get to do every single March. And that is uh, talk about, hey, how can we make it into the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight, even though our team just looked like horse crap. On Friday, it's as if it never happened to us. But you know what? March just gets that going inside the brain. We're going to talk more about that. But DK, I'm so sorry. I got to talk to people's ear off about Built Bar right now. That's right. Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar in the land. Gang, right here in front of me on the ad copy, it says, hey, say it tastes as good as a candy bar. But since I care about you, I'm going to be honest with you. It tastes even better than a candy bar. We're talking flavors like churro puff, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate brownie. There's all sorts of flavors that you are going to love. And also, these feel good on the body. We're talking most of these Built Bars. 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. You're not going to feel weighed down, all bogged up. No, you're going to feel energized. And also, Built Bar is making it easier because, hey, you can plan a 12-month subscription for Built to send Built Bars to your house every month. That's right. you got to try Built, Built, and uh, the best protein bar in the land. Gang, go to Built.com. Set up your subscription. They will come to your doorstep. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now and vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. Built.com to stock up on your Built Bars. All right, DK, which Friday do you want to talk about? I yeah, hope they're just, paying you a ton of money. Those ad reads I, are so great, man. I, mean, I sold you, you on that? 110 okay. That's good. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, I'll, I'll slide you a little bit uh, as well here on the side for the uh, <laughs> encouragement. Appreciate you, man. Um, what Friday do you want to start talking about? Do you want to talk about the upcoming Friday against USC, or do you want to talk about the Friday that – a lot of us would like to. Yeah, I think we just we um, start with the bad and then get to the good. I like that idea. So let's too. start with the yeah. bad and then just turn the page on it because Friday, a I think, check. was a reality check for ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I think it was an absolute disaster, right? I mean, <laughs> yep. you come out, you yep. got the double buy, you kind of get the team that you probably wanted to see. Then Sensible is out for the game with knee soreness. And you think to yourself, oh, wow, there's, you know, they're going to win a game here, maybe give Purdue all they can. And Maybe they can yep. move themselves up a couple, you know, a seed line or so. Um, and that is not what we got. Uh, we got, unfortunately, um, <laughs> the not-so-good version of A.J. Hogard, and everybody kind of followed suit. They didn't, they didn't look like they wanted to be there, to be honest with you. And I think that was maybe the most alarming thing, that the sense of urgency between the staff um, as well as the players on the floor was just bad. I mean, he was coaching that game I saw – Somebody posted, I think it was Travis Molhauser, and he said he coached that game like it was December, and I couldn't agree more. They'll hit the rotations, oh, wow. yeah. the subbing. Like, yep. It was a December game where he didn't care if he won or lost, but this is single elimination game time. And I, that was maybe the most surprising thing. There were some lessons being taught in March with possibly just two games left on the schedule, and you're in the middle of one. So that, that was maybe a little bit of like a, a reality check, as you said. And like I, I had people comment um, on YouTube or Twitter, or whatever. And I think the majority of us were very upset at that game, but there's a minority being like, Oh my God, you guys are irrational. Get over it. It's just one game. And look, we, we've seen losses all the time. Like we've been sports fans forever. It, it, it is how they lost that game. 
that drove me up a wall. You said it perfectly. Like, we're teaching lessons during a single elimination tournament in March right now. Like, this isn't the Bahamas Bonanza or whatever's going on, like, in November. Like, th- it is crunch time. And, yeah, it's just the, the whole exchange between Izzo and Hogard on the bench where AJ looked like he would rather be anywhere else in the entire world. Izzo's just right in the face. And we've seen Izzo yell at players. It happens every single game. But, like, that interaction just seemed different. I don't know. Like, do- Am I ready to talk myself into that, hey, a good version of this team is going to show up Friday? Or are you even a little concerned about that going into this Friday for March Madness? Yeah, I have no idea what we're going to get. I don't think that we've really known that for most of this season. So to me, I think that what we saw on Friday was the bottom falling out, which we've seen in some spots, but not so much recently. And then, you know, the last four games, we really got to see kind of the ceiling of what the offense looks like when it's humming all together. Uh, where does the answer lie somewhere in between but the problem is uh this season it doesn't it doesn't it either goes really well yeah you know for the game or it goes kind of really poorly from the get-go and and not so much recovery I mean I I guess the Nebraska game you know they have the first half where they just completely crap the bat in the second half they played well but that's Nebraska like you know what I mean so against quality teams they haven't been able to finish in the second half so I think that that's probably the biggest concern, but um, they got to go back and they just got to find a little mojo again. Just have a couple shots go down early in this one coming up, and if it does, I think that the flip can be the switch can be flipped. But I just don't know, you know, what team is going to show up. I'm not sure. Yeah, and you know, we were well on our way to have another game like that where they looked really bad in the first half and then strong in the second half. Like they they cut it to two points against Ohio state. And just like you said, like, okay, it's, it's wacky tacky lineup time. Like, Hey, this, this was working. All right, let's get Trey one into the game right now. Let, let's get Kohler into the game. Let, let's, let's muck it up. Let's get nuts. It's like in March, yeah. we're doing this in March. We're doing this. Why? why? The thing like, is you cut it to two and they call the timeout. So your starters got a break. And I said that in my post game yeah. Twitter video, but it was just like, to me, it was like, you cut into it. Everybody's mm-hmm. playing well. Just keep yep. those guys on the floor for another two or three minute segment and see if you can get over the hump. Because if you can change the score and take back the lead, then the game yep. has a different feel. But they bring in uh, Kohler and Hall. Kohler misses that layup to tie, and it goes down for a three, and they never look back. I think they hit back to back threes after that. They pushed it out to eight, and then they were off to the races, and Michigan State looked discombobulated. I, I thought the rotations were bad. They've been pretty good lately. We haven't had much to complain about yeah. the rotations this season yeah. in general. And uh, that was just, I, I don't know. That was not good. <laughs> Hopefully he just got out of him. Like, all right, I'm just going to do this once this postseason. We'll make it the Ohio State game, but whatever. Uh, let's move on to this Friday. All right, before I spiral out of control and uh, write Michigan State losing immediately in my bracket before I lose any faith. Um, how do you like the matchup with USC? Obviously, you know, we still both have to do like very deep dives, but just on surface, okay, this USC team, pretty solid team okay you're a solid team if you just make the tournament that goes without saying but they have won five of their seven games and in five of those wins they've held their opponents to under 70 points uh however this stat we will like teams take 22.5 threes against them they're just okay shooting the three-point ball themselves they shoot at 34 and a half percent that's right in the middle of the nation and as Izzo point or did Izzo point this out or did we just point this out that they're terrible at rebounding the ball they they just don't care for rebounding the ball whatsoever over in Trojan country. I mean, so that that's the, the long yep. short of the 328th out of 300 and that's not good. 61 or 63, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. That's not, that's not that good. That's not that good. They're, so there you have it. 
Um, they're, they're big man, Drew Peterson. He's the main guy, six foot nine, still a little undersized, but he's been dealing with back injuries. So even on paper, maybe this is a matchup you don't hate. I don't, I'm trying to say a lot without like really getting ahead of my skis here and chalking up like, okay, Marquette in round two, you know? Yeah. So Peterson's a little bit more of like a wing type. They he kind of plays like okay. a shooting guard role. So he's more of a spot up shooter. Uh, Boogie gotcha. Ellis played two years at Memphis and then transferred last year. He's the guy that really you're circling. Um, I think he's, you know, capable of, of putting up 25, 30 points in a game if he gets hot. So he's mm-hmm. one of those guys where he's taking jumpers off the dribble, pretty dynamic, not really a pass first guy. He's more of a score first guy. So containing him really, I think, will be the key. If you can kind of shut off the water on those two, the rest of the shooting for the roster isn't great. They don't have like a true low block scoring big man. Um, the guys that they have are more kind of Maddie Sissoko types where they're rim runners and they're catching stuff on the lob. The gotcha. big man that they uh, have who's 7-1 is a bit of a shot blocker, had a back uh, injury, and he didn't play their last game in the Pac-12 tournament. So I, I don't know what his status is going to be. He doesn't play a ton of minutes. I think he's averaging 14 a game. But he's a guy that's um, potentially a bit of a rim protector. Their block percentage is pretty high. Um, and I, I've just watched like a couple of Matthew Loves ball games, so those quick cutups. To me, yeah. they just have like decent positional size, but I don't know if any of them are like great defensively. Like this is a good, not great defensive team, kind of like Michigan State. Sure. So I, I think that this is a scenario if Michigan State can come out, hit a couple threes, um, I think that they can loosen it up a little bit. They play drop coverage, which means the big sags to the middle and they're more inclined to go under screens. So a guy like Tyson really needs to make sure he pay, makes him pay for that. Um, yeah. He can't hesitate there, pull back from the three, knock down a couple. I think it could change some of the outlook. But uh, all around, I think this is a pretty decent matchup. Um, they were very bubbly till the end of the season, so they kind of yeah. snuck in late. And this is a scenario where I think if Michigan State brings their A game, they can beat uh, USC comfortably. But does that happen? Okay. I don't know. We'll see. That's the million-dollar question. Uh, FanDuel right now has this at a one-and-a-half-point spread uh, favoring Michigan State. That's what the line opened up at. And I'm sorry, DK, I got to send you to the bench one more time because I got to talk people's ear off about FanDuel. That's right. America's number one sports book, the best in the land. And it's also the best time of the year to get in on the action. What better time? to wager on some basketball entertainment than March Madness. And, hey, if you're a new customer to FanDuel, well, it only gets sweeter for you. You get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. That is back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use, and best of all, you get paid by Mr. FanDuel rapidly. That's right. You are not sitting there for days at a time waiting for the money to hit your account. Mr. FanDuel is lining your pockets as fast as he possibly can. And let me tell you, it's fast. Gang, you can bet on everything from money line, point scores, three-pointers drained. You could do it all at FanDuel. And they also let you combine your bets for a chance to win a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So do not miss your chance on the no-sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And oh my God, DK is still here. He is still here. This is amazing. I'm still here, baby. This is amazing. I'm good. I'm just looking at some more numbers for USC. Still kind of peeking around there. So anything stick out to you that that you didn't hit on in the first? uh, No, no, sorry. No, no, you're fine. 
talk me off this take right now. And this is uh, what you just did was great. Numbers, analytic based, uh, also the eye test for sure. And I'm going to come at you with uh, a take that cuts against all of that. Um, just vibes is what this is off of. I feel like Malik's, Malik, Malik Hall's, Jesus, Malik Hall's entire career has been like one bad game, one good game, two bad games, one really good game. I think he's going to go off on Friday. I think he's going to go off on Friday. Friday against Ohio State was maybe the worst game I've seen him play this year. I think he's due for a great game against USC. Agree or disagree? Are, are you going to stroke my ego here? I, I love the positivity. I um, <laughs> I, I, that was tough. Like you said, I think that it was horrible. I think that was maybe the worst game that he's had yeah. in MSU uniform. Um, you know, could have been his second to last game of his entire career. We don't know what the future yeah. holds. Obviously, is he possibly return or not? But uh, to me. I just want to see the urgency ramped up for everyone. And he's, you know, at the forefront of that because when Michigan state is at their best, he's usually playing pretty well. And he had a stretch kind of at the end of the season where he played well, but Friday was not, uh, you know, unfortunately was not a great outing for him. So no, but Hey, we're due for greatness. So there you have it. So amongst other players that have to have big games on Friday, you know, you talk about Tyson Walker. Do you think this is a good game for, for Mr. Hauser to light it up as well with the whole, falling under the screen action yeah so from what i saw they kind of play more of a traditional four-man it doesn't shoot so okay. i think hauser's gonna have the ability to maybe stretch him out a little bit little bigger bodies i don't know what the low post game is gonna yeah. look like for him but i think um that we can maybe draw him away from the basket i guess what you like about it is if you can shut off the water from the perimeter on the two guards they really don't have a ton of shooting elsewhere um, so I think Michigan State's, you know, counter and kind of what we saw to end the season is if they can bang down some threes early and they get some guys in rhythm, uh, they're just going to be a really, really tough out. And, yeah. you know, just uh, you got to hope that AJ's locked in from the very tip. Uh, he's stirring the drink early, get some guys, some open looks, see one or two go down. And then I think that the water could just, you know, pour all over. So I, I would like to see it again. It was fun the way it ended. Yeah. And it was not fun Friday. So. Not quite. No, not necessarily. Um, do we do we want to do the worst thing in the entire world right now and start like looking for a potential second round matchup? Like, do, do we even want to talk about Marquette right now? Or is that just a terrible idea? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we should get our skis in front of us. Like you said, the, the yeah. spread is right there, basically at a pick them almost. It's going to yep. be a one to two point spread. So I don't think that we can, you know, 100% say that this is, you know, mired in reality it's a possibility right and yeah. i think that they can go out and win friday if they play well that's a good uh, way yeah, to set let's it touch up. on marquette yeah. a little bit yeah that's a good way to set it up yeah marquette uh top 10 offensive efficiency team winners of nine straight in a row they of course won the big east tournament they absolutely barnstormed uh the championship game they've only lost twice since the calendar has flipped to 2023 and both have been on the road against yukon and xavier so yeah this is a hot team but I guess the question is like, how much do you believe in the big East versus other conferences? And then also, well, okay. In that case, like how much do you believe in the big 10 to get you iron forged for this March madness run? So there's, there's a lot to ask yourself as a person, as you look to a potential round two matchup, but amongst the two seeds, most favorable, probably. Right. I would say so. Yeah. This was the matchup um, that, or maybe UCLA just because they've suffered a couple injuries. Their second leading scorer and best defender went out, and their 
big man had some shoulder trouble. They're not sure if he's yeah. going to play. So maybe that was one that you'd look at and say that maybe they have an advantage if those guys um, or if Bona ends up continuing to be out. Uh, but I think, you know, I think that this is, you know, a decent team. They want to play fast, which I think, you know, Michigan yeah. State is okay with playing that style of basketball. We saw in the Iowa game when it was up and down, Michigan State could hang in that. And maybe that's our more preferred when it gets slogged down in the half court like it did this past Friday. Um, OSU really took the air out of the ball. And I think Michigan State has yep. really struggled in the half court for large parts of the season to really manufacture stuff. So I think you'd prefer to play a faster pace. Um, you know, they're not overly a great rebounding team, which again, I think that's something that, you know, you want to see, particularly with the way Michigan state struggled on that side. Um, they don't turn the ball over, but Michigan state doesn't really force turnovers anyway. And again, they're not like overall great defensively. They don't have an inside presence of a guy that's just going to really put you in the blender down there. I think that that's advantage Michigan State in that regard. If they're not seeing a guy that you're worried about scoring 18, 20 a night, I think that, you know, you feel a little bit better about Maddie maybe able to contain some of that. And so if you're going to have an offensive shootout against, a, you know, a good team in a good conference, I, I think that this is probably the one you have. I, I'm not sure there's any NBA athletes out there on the floor. I think gotcha. this is a really solid and well-coached team, and Shaka Smart has shown the ability to go on a run. Um, oh, yeah. But I also don't think he's made the second weekend outside of that run with VCU. I'd have to double check on that, but I thought uh, he had not. So it's one of those circumstances where, you know, you'd hope that the coaching edge would be there. It's a quick turnaround, and Izzo always seems to, you know, have a really good scout with stuff. He's, he's pretty relentless with that. I think the staff has done a really nice job over the years with those quick scouts. And I think it's a situation where you at least like the matchup reasonably so if Michigan State can advance from Friday. There we go. Man, DK just taking us all to MSU Basketball Church. You're, you're, you're the best, DK. Thanks a lot for joining me. I really appreciate you. And uh, just one, one more vibe check as we go. Did, did this conversation help or hurt you? How you feel about Michigan State going forward? It's a great question. I, you Thank know what? You. I'm always a glass half full kind of guy. Um, I'd like to believe that we saw the worst of what we'd see the rest of March from this team. I just, I, we haven't, haven't seen very many teams look apathetic when it comes down to the NCAA tournament. And that's what we saw this past Friday. So even the last two teams that we had, you know, that group gave everything that Duke could possibly handle. And then they got beat by, you know, the top NBA draft pick in Pablo Bencaro. What are you going to do about that? You know, he's Correct. just a grown man going through Joey Hauser. Not, not really anything you can do. Um, and then two years ago, you know, they're up by double digits on UCLA going into the half. So, and then UCLA ends up going on that final four run. So I, yeah. I think that this team will be ready and will play much better than what we saw. So I'm going to take the optimistic side of it and say uh, I'm, I'm trying to send some good vibes out for this team and for the general fan base. I think it's going to be better. It's definitely love can't it. get much worse. So. Love it. That's that's the spirit. Absolutely love it. Well, hey, no, no one better to send you into March Madness Week than with DK of SpartanHoops.com. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Really do appreciate you. Gang, we'll be back the rest of the week. We're going to be talking about Friday's matchup. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's March Madness. We're crying out loud. You know where to find us. Lock and Spartans. Five days a week. Love you all. Go green. Let's go.